Welcome to another episode of the Reboot Chronicles, a no-holds-barred forum with global leaders, authors, entrepreneurs, and CEOs about how organizations stay focused on growth and innovation in unprecedented times. I'm your host, Dean DeBias, coming to you live from Revive's North American headquarters in Chicago, and we would like to thank you for joining us from around the globe today. I'd like to welcome Tom Ward, Walmart's Senior VP of Product, who's driving some serious growth initiatives and partnerships that I think are pivotal to the future of the competitiveness of this retail giant. Most of you know that Walmart is the largest company in the world with annual revenues of over half a trillion dollars. That's with a T. I don't get to say that very often. They've got over 2.2 million employees serving about 265 million customers weekly at over 11,500 stores and e-commerce sites, of course, in about 27 countries as of today. You know, um, impacting top-line growth at such a vast organization like this is not for the faint of heart. It brings a whole new meaning to the overused innovation phrase that we use called at scale. But in talking to Tom, I've noticed, you know, after 58 years with a fierce competitor in their crosshairs, it feels like Tom and his team are just getting started. So Tom, welcome to the show. And uh, it just seems like you guys are hitting on all cylinders these days, uh, even in the midst of a 2020 uh, global lockdown pandemic, all kinds of other logistical issues going on around the world. So uh, how's it going over there? Hey, yeah, look, first off, thanks very much, Dean, for the opportunity to, to talk to you guys today. But I think I think you're right. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a you know, great compliment to, to hear somebody uh, feel like we're, we're firing on all cylinders. I think, honestly, um, Dean, you know, partly uh, we feel like this is just the beginning. You know, we're on this phenomenal journey. The landscape is changing so fast. And clearly, you know, the last uh, six to, to nine months has, has really accelerated that change. And, you know, it's given Walmart an opportunity to, to truly shine and demonstrate um, just what we could deliver to customers using our assets and our technology and our, and our kind of innovation to, to bring this business to life. So really excited about what we've done and probably more excited about what's still to do. Yeah, you seem to have a lot of the critical frontline innovation programs going on. I mean, many of them you've already launched. So they're once you launch them, they're old news, even though some of them were just launched in the last few weeks, like uh, Walmart Plus. Personally, I'm a big um, user of, you know, pickup, not so much delivery with you guys yet, more of an Amazon delivery guy, but uh, I'm sure you'll change that. You'll change my behavior. Pickup has been amazing, uh, essential, I probably should say, during the pandemic. I've used it in multiple stores. Um, how has that been going? I mean, my guess was you were just flooded. Um, I know I always had a hard time getting, a, you know, time slots, and now that's totally opened up. It's it's a different world, you know, sitting here in October versus March. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, you know what's what's funny is it feels like we've been rehearsing for something like this. You know, who, who could have ever guessed that the landscape would would unfold in the way it's unfolded? Um, you know, this year, but honestly. You know, we've been working hard to lay down this this huge footprint um, of, of pickup convenience. And really, Dean, this is about the, the omni-channel focus that the business now has. You know, we have these brick and mortar facilities that are, you know, phenomenally distributed across the U.S. that allow us to reach 90% of America, uh, you know, within, I think, 10 miles of a Walmart is the, is the stat that you hear. And now, obviously, the closest Walmart um, to most customers is actually the one in their pocket. It's the, it's the app on their cell phone. Um, and connecting those assets to that technology um, comes to life through pickup. And so we've been scaling this proposition you know, as fast as we can for the last few years. 
And then to your point, as we get into the, the COVID era that we've seen recently, man, has there ever been a time where customers need the, the convenience and the confidence and the safety um, that the proposition like Pickup provides? And so, you know, we've been really proud of how our teams have adapted to that change. I'll add, I'll add another word to that consistency. Uh, also used uh, as a King Supers out in Colorado, not real consistent pickup experience. They had mm-hmm. to stop it in the middle of the pandemic. It was just too much for them. They just pushed delivery instead. So, you know, kudos to you. I'm, I'm sure you're just at the beginning of it. It's nice to have a footprint. Not too many other retailers have that. Walgreens, CVS, maybe. Amazon doesn't have that kind of reach. Um, so we can talk about that in a second. Um, but let's jump to the, I mean, you guys are like the king of, of, of trials and prototyping, which really probably, like you said, prepared you for this um, this dress rehearsal that you went through for years. Uh, Walmart Plus just launched. And um, so tell me about how is it different from, you know, Amazon Prime customers and the benefits they get, and uh... yeah, I mean, our, our focus with the with Walmart Plus is is truly on the Walmart customer and the and the folks that that are interested in in saving time, and and we described it. I think I love the description as like the ultimate life hack, um, you know. So for for a monthly fee or for an annual fee, um, you know, customers can connect to Walmart in a way that really we've never given them an opportunity to do before, and so we're really excited to present and. You know, Dean, it's just the beginning. And at the moment, um, as you look through the different propositions that are involved with the Walmart Plus membership, yeah. we're truly focusing on that omni-channel shopping journey. And so um, there's the kind of free unlimited delivery proposition that customers, uh, you know, need to expect and, and help them live their daily lives, manage their budgets and kind of almost a set and forget when it comes to receiving um, deliveries from our stores. But, but that wasn't the only thing that was included. You know, people are moving around a lot. You know, even during the pandemic, as we as we look to the car as being an extension of the home and the office for, for busy families, fuel discounts were really important. And so they were incorporated into the into the membership program available at, you know, Walmart gas stations, Sam's Club gas stations, Murphy's gas stations, you know, distributed across the US. And then as you look inside the store, you know, but we went in to understand what the customers truly need um, uh, when it comes to a membership. And I mentioned the shipping and the, the gas, but people still shop in our stores. You know, I think people's decisions aren't binary, Dean. You know, every time you launch a new proposition, I think there's a temptation to think, well, you know, everyone used to shop in the store and now they're going to shop for pickup and now delivery is available. So they're going to shop delivery. But really, it depends on the situation. And when it comes to time-starved busy families, we wanted to remove the friction that customers experienced in store. And so Scan and Go is an awesome proposition as part of a membership for Walmart Plus. Yeah, and so yeah, picture going through. Right there you phone. go, exactly yeah. right. As, you, as you're going around the store, you know, you're scanning your own your own items and then you, you're kind of checking out and then leaving the store to save all that time. But equally, you know, shopping from home and, and having that kind of free delivery once you've once you've signed up to be a member is just as convenient. So it really is about choice. Are you going to add other things to that uh, benefits package? You know, like you've got uh, Voodoo and all types of things. You guys have streaming music? I can't remember if you do. I mean, I think that the focus is definitely going to be to understand what does the customer want us to solve? Um, yep. You know, where are the points of friction in their life? And then how can Walmart help solve that friction? Um, so I'm excited about, you know, I'm excited about what we've released. I'm excited about what we might release in the future. And the whole focus of this is going to be, you know, 
what do, what do our customers tell us? Where, where are they spending time that they wish they didn't so that they can they can spend more time with their families? You know, how can we help them save money using their capabilities and our footprint? And how can we truly connect, you know, the business in an omni-channel fashion? You know, like you said, Dean, in a way that honestly, most retailers just can't do. Right. Not consistently, not well. Um, so the... Um... Let's just talk about some of the pilots you've done. I uh, I think you've I've ca- I counted anywhere from three to five drone delivery uh, pilots that you've been running. What tell us about that? Yeah, no, we're excited about this as well. And you know, drones uh, drones are one of those things that I think you know you you buy it and then you you take a you know an aerial view of your home and then you wonder what to do next, right? Yeah, I don't <laughs> so know. I don't know where mine like, is. It's uh, it's been gone since a couple Christmases ago, somewhere around but, here. That's right. Well, 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 in that vein, you know, we, we decided to, to make some really exciting partnership announcements, uh, you know, to focus on, on, on some folks that truly know what they're doing with this technology. And it's really interesting. So, you know, drone providers and, and the operators that we've announced partnerships with, which are DroneOp, Zipline and Flytrex, you know, they're all similar, but different solves of this technology and they're experts in what they do. And, you know, we're experts in, in, in obsession about solving customer problems. And when you bring that partnership together, you know, you can do some really cool and, and innovative stuff. And so, you know, recently I was out uh, in North Las Vegas uh, with one of our partners, DroneUp, watching them deliver um, COVID test kits to customers uh, in that area via a drone. And it's awesome. You know, this is you know, a 10 minute round trip um, and people are just blown away when they see this thing. Uh, you know, turn up in, in the sky. So we're really excited about this. Yeah, that one was like the hanging bag one. Um, there's another one that looks like a plane almost, or a glider. Mm-hmm. Which one was yeah, that? that? So that so that is our plan, a zip line. Um, yeah, so that was zip line, fun- yeah. That's right. That's right. They're they're a phenomenal. They're a fixed wing drone, and so uh, you know, it doesn't look like the the kind of thing you you know you got from Christmas two years ago. This is a very different kind of technology. It's uh, you know, it's launched from a site. Um, and then it actually deploys the package um, to the customer via a, a biodegradable parachute. You know, the, these are conversations I certainly never saw I'd be having. Um, Brilliant. But, but yeah, yes. here we are, right? And so we're really excited to get that live. That'll actually be tested, um, you know, here in Northwest Arkansas in the early part of next year. And so very different solution. Um, and again, Dean, you know, you, you said it, we... We test lots of different innovations. If, it, if it's going to help save our customers time, it's going to help save them money, and it's yep. going to bring together our proposition in a way that makes sense, then you know we're open to whatever that looks like. And, and here's some great examples. I watched the uh, Zipline video. I've actually got it up right here on the screen. Yeah. I mean, I'm having uh, flashbacks to like World War II movies where they're, they're it, it just, how do they get so, I mean, it's it's literally like a plane, at least in the video. It's, uh, it's not... So how do you control the uh, pinpointing, mixing the package gets to the right place? Yeah, I mean that's that, and it actually has a really wide radius. So you know the, these uh, these uh, bots can go many many miles. And if yeah. you think about actually the, the the way our stores are orientated, you know this presents an incredible opportunity because we've got these these huge assets that are that are distributed near where lots of people live. And so if you're a drone provider. You know whether you operate within a mile or two of the of the location, or whether you operate within twenty or fifty miles, you can actually get some incredible coverage. And in terms of your question on how, how do you get the accuracy right, Dean, that's exactly why we're partnering with these experts because you know I'm pretty sure I know how to solve the customer's problem and what they might want delivered. But I'm going to let these guys tell us how to 
how to fulfill that and, right. and land the package accurately. Yeah, I just don't want it on my roof. That's all. And I'll, I'll right. have to go get my, I'll have to go find my drone to get it. It's probably with the 3D printer somewhere in the basement. <laughs> anyway, so what, what what about urban areas? I see all these drone demos that we've done them for power companies and worked with all types of uh, companies. So, hey, what do you do in these big cities? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's back to the, the the various landscapes and the legislations and the rules. And I think, you know, we're learning this together with different providers. And we're seeing some really innovative behavior from these uh, these different companies on how they're working, you know, alongside the legislations and the different restrictions that we see across the U.S. that, you know, are in place, rightfully so. Um, and, you know, you leave it, leave it to the innovators to, to solve those problems, right, and understand if there's a need for this technology and there's a demand for this and it can be done, you know, sustainably and at scale, um, then, you know, we've got lots of great examples in our, in our past, Dean, you know, of where, you know, Walmart's lent into an innovation and once it makes sense for customers, regardless of where they are, if it's right. something we can reach them with, then, then we'll try it. And you're also doing autonomous land-based vehicle tests, uh-huh. right? What, what's going on there? Yeah. So another good example of, you know, as we're trying to, increasingly figure out how do we remove friction how do we remove costs from this uh, from this ecosystem that, that our customers are, are a partner partner with us in um, we've been testing various different kind of autonomous vehicles and we're trying to understand with partners like neuro and um, you know what does the experience look like when a when a vehicle turns up and you know you get a notification to say hey your uh, your your goods are here um, and you dispense them yourself and then you, you get back on with your day what freedom does that give to our customers? What does that allow us to do in, in terms of our flexibility and our speed? Um, all the way through to partners like Gatic, which operate here locally uh, and actually move merchandise from, from dark store locations to, to live pickup locations um, in order to help us leverage our assets and our base in a way that continues to lower the cost the business incurs. And then we can pass that saving back on to our customers. And so we're always really proud that when it comes to online pickup and delivery, you know, there are no hidden fees. We don't mark up any of our items for the convenience of free pickup. And we have a delivery fee structure, obviously, unless you're a Walmart Plus member and you've, you've kind of paid that cost up front. Um, but you pay the same for the box of Cheerios, regardless of how you get it. And so we're always really interested in the innovative technologies like autonomous vehicles that help us lower our costs and then, you know, by extension, pass that back on to our customers. And your app has uh, come a long way too. Um, I've been a student of uh, kind of Walmart Labs and starting out Silicon Valley. You guys had some fits and starts, and like any corporation culturally, but you you seem to be really, like I said, hitting on all cylinders in terms of tech partnerships. Any other ones you might want to highlight that are coming to us soon, or that have helped you guys uh, kind of navigate this um, complex for you competitive world? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, meant, you mentioned the app and, you know, for the longest time we had kind of two apps, right? We had the, what we called the online grocery app or the orange app, and we had the blue app, which right. was our walmart.com, you know, and predominantly a, a ship to home and an in-store tool. And, you know, when you and stand back still, and think... Yes, I still have the choice to go to either one when I first You still in. have the choice, yeah. That's I mean, probably, the, you know, the, the real estate on your cell phone screen is, is valuable to our customers as well, right? And so we were using up two tiles. We were asking customers to kind of go in one direction for one thing and another direction for another. And so as we focus on, you know, solving the omni-channel uh, challenge that, that customers are faced with, then going to one app made lots of sense. Um, and you can you can expect to see continued enhancement, uh, Dean, in that space for sure, because, 
it's just about removing friction to services, to capabilities, and to, to shopping solutions for customers. And as it relates to partnerships, you know, while there's something innovative that we should experiment with, um, you know, if it makes sense for our customer and it makes sense for the business and the partner, then then we're, we're all in. You know, we'll lean in and we've, we've scaled things really quickly in the past. And I'm always really excited and really keen to see what the next innovation is going to be around the corner, you know, and who we can partner with to, to accelerate that. Yeah, and more importantly than the technology is just the omni-channel is kind of dead. It's like it's it's all kind of come together. Twenty twenty really spiked digital adoption. Uh, you guys obviously were lucky being um, <laughs> deemed essential. Not other industries, not so much. But it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen with consumer behavior over the next uh, few years. Where it was it was two different worlds. Now it seems like it's very integrated. And. Um, so let's just touch on some of the, you know, as you've kind of come into the Walmart culture a decade ago and you've you've built out some of the most, you know, some of the coolest stuff. You've been in product uh, for a few years now, right? Um, what have been some of your biggest uh, challenges that you've faced? I think some of the biggest challenges is, is, is kind of what you just mentioned then, which is, you know, the customers expect an interaction with a business. Um, you know, especially like Walmart, they expect that interaction to, to solve the problem they've got. They don't want to necessarily see the the plumbing, right? They don't want to see the the work that lives behind exactly. the scenes, and and you certainly don't want to display your organization to the customer through the technology. Right. And so, I think one of the biggest challenges is is how do you take all that away? And you know what? Quite honestly, uh, Dean, the key to being successful, I think that that we've we've enjoyed over the last few few years has been focusing on falling in love with the problem the customers got. Don't fall in love with the solution you have. And if you go about, um, you know, you work with that mindset and you focus on never failing the customer, then you're constantly disrupting yourself in a way that actually drives innovation and forces us to think about, you know, beyond the, the confines that we might impose upon ourselves. How do you actually solve the problem holistically? And, you know, like I mentioned, we should remove all these different points of friction and focus on the occasion the customer needs us to serve us in. You know, maybe they need a really fast delivery. Um, and so we'll introduce something like Express. You know, during COVID, maybe they don't want to interact with drivers or associates at curbside. And so we made the entire process contactless. Um, and we even gave uh, at-risk folks, as defined by the CDC during the high of the pandemic, um, their own pickup and delivery slot so that they could get access to the essentials that they need. Um, because people think about us as a brand. They don't think about us as, as kind of two different businesses that, that live under one roof. Right. Yeah, it sounds like you've learned a lot from the hospitality industry. The um, when you look at um, you mentioned the pandemic and um, the different things you've done to appeal to different customers. I think seven to eight a.m. is your at risk uh, um, type of openings, which is smart. The um, what we've noticed, uh, Revive has an index that tracks all the online behavior of people using different retailer and, and brand apps and. You know, usage obviously is anywhere from 200 to 400%. That's old news. But the the amount of integration of searches it's, it's, has changed. So health and wellness, and it used to be beauty and, 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 and skin care were like together. Now it's like health and wellness and beauty and, you know, so, you know supplements are tying into skin care. And, you know, people just, have, just psychologically and demographically have had much more time to like focus on themselves. How have you noticed, what kinds of impacts have you seen um, Let's just take it with your pickup service, but whatever, whatever, whichever funnel you want to use, it could be e-commerce, but the, um, 
the shopping cart dynamics. You know, some stores call it consolidated buying, where people they're going to using Amazon or Walmart or Target just to get as much as they can because of the pandemic. Um, what what have we learned? Yeah, I think it's a great question, and and you know the the, the whole dynamic changed, and things that were once extremely valuable actually became an obstacle. You know, face to face contact during the beginning of the pandemic is a great example. Um, you know, you get a pizza delivered, and who'd have guessed that you know the the good the good version would be to leave it on my doorstep and, and move away, <laughs> nice right? and cold, and don't let exactly. There. But but you know what, we had to then build that into our delivery. Uh, you know, contactless delivery became kind of a table stake, and and so uh, you know what what was what was very awesome about the the situation was that the solution that customers needed was crystal clear. And what's great about Walmart is that when we focus on a problem we want to solve, we can solve it really fast. And I think that's what you've seen us seen us do. But you know, people uh, might have made multiple trips, and then they start to consolidate their behavior. To your point, so so we you know basket sizes changed, and the kind of uh, dynamics, the contents of what people wanted to to buy changed. And you know, if you were sitting becoming a teacher for the first time in your life because children are at home and they couldn't go to school, and all of a sudden you needed things that you didn't think of, like printering. Um, well, that's great. And so you mentioned this earlier, people need a pickup slot. They want a delivery window. Um, so we opened up hundreds of thousands of, of additional slots. And what we saw was the flattening out of people's day. So the kind of traditional spikes of, you know, I'm driving to school, I'm driving to work. And so I'm going to do a pickup on the way back or I'm driving home and I'm going to go to a sporting event. You know, the spikiness of the day actually flattened out. And that gave a fantastic opportunity for us uh, to serve customers in new ways because 2 p.m. became usually we all show up at five o'clock to seven. Right, and we get enough work. Wow, yeah, exactly. And so that man, that allowed us to open up all kinds of capacity and, and new ways to serve customers. And then, you know, Dean, I mentioned Express, which um, is is a proposition we're really proud of. I think we launched it in a matter of about ten weeks, from trial to 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 about two and a half thousand locations right now. Um, but it was a great solution for, for two things. One, you know, what am I going to eat for dinner tonight? Um, so you didn't have to worry about finding slots. You could get something delivered, you know, on that, you know, well less than two hours on average across the U.S. And equally, how do you entertain kids, right? You know, if people are at home, you need ink for the printer so they can do schoolwork. And then you need something that they can play with. And, and you know, whether it's a, a sporting equipment, whether it's something that you play with outside is the weather's good. And, and now as we see the weather changing, you know, board games and things like that, well, Walmart has hundreds of thousands of these SKUs available and often they're very close to customer. Um, and all we need to do is solve that problem by connecting their dots and, and figuring out how we want the, the those connections to be made. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, I, you know, talk a lot about and, and uh, keynotes and stuff about uh companies your size and which there isn't any, uh, but and lower. <laughs> and we call them BFS as big, fat and slow. And Walmart and the retail industry has been notorious for the slowness. You guys have totally pivoted over the last few years. Doug, your CEO has been pretty vocal, has done an amazing job of somehow getting agility throughout your organization. I'm sure it's not everywhere. There's some places where you want to go a little slower, but it's fascinating how quick you've moved. I mean, I remember you guys were running a trial on in-home delivery, meaning I'll go, you know, I mean, Amazon still is playing with this, where I, you know, I can get into your key lock through the phone, I can go in your fridge, put everything away. So COVID happens, shut that down. Now we're going to do a contactless delivery. But I don't think anyone understands the magnitude of scaling that to, you know, let's just call it 10,000 doors and and uh, every zip code in America. It's a whole different ball of wax. 
Yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's it's a really exciting opportunity. Like I like I mentioned, you know, we we definitely move with great speed, um, and I think we look at the the scale, uh, Dean, as just being what an awesome opportunity, right? To serve more people, to influence more lives, to help more situations than than most people get the chance to to play with. So, you know, it's always a very humbling thing to to see customers engage with the proposition. Um, and honestly, you know, we, we constantly disrupt ourselves. And, and if, if you don't disrupt yourself, right, you get disrupted. And so that mindset and that kind of focus on truly falling in love with the problem and not the solution helps us move uh, towards new new innovations and, and get them in front of as many people uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Doug rightfully identified Amazon years ago as like, hey, we, it helps to have a, uh, a common enemy in the uh, in <laughs> in the uh, industry to go after, but you guys have you guys have really stepped up, and I I just um, you know right now it's it's this is probably the strangest Christmas season we're going to go through as as a retail industry. It's like Amazon Prime Day started this week. You know we've got Target Deal Days, not very creative names. Walmart, I think yours is called Big Sale. I think for uh, Black Friday, you guys have announced you're going to do you know deals for days as in mm-hmm. multiple as in multiple, and it feels like to me that. Um, this is black quarter. It's like this is going to go on every day. So, so you, you mentioned the flattening of the day. That's interesting. But the the attention span of the average consumer is um, I don't know if it's more open or closed, but I found that a lot of small indie brands have been able to get into channel and get consumers minds and, and mind share and wallet share online. So there's been an interesting uh, acquisition strategy by smaller brands um, given given the pandemic. But I, I see a very bizarre Christmas season coming up. So what's your perspective on it? Yeah, no, I think, look, bizarre is probably, a, a, you know, an interesting way to think about it. But between, you know, Halloween and Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and, and what was tr- what was traditionally Black Friday, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're in for a really exciting uh, period of time. And I think, honestly, it spells just good news for customers because, you know, you, you referenced uh, various propositions that are coming up. And Black Friday is probably a great example, Dean, of where, you know, we went back to say, well, you know, Previously, people would line up and you know crowd into into stores one evening of of the of the year. And during the current conditions, we want to make sure that the way that customers shop with us is is safe and honestly right. something you'd want to go out and do. And so we we broke down the deals for days. And for the first time, you know we're going to activate curbside pickup for those deals. So you know multiple events, which helps customers plan. Um, helps us spread out um, the way that they think about the different occasions. You know, maybe it's a TV or maybe it's a piece of apparel, or maybe it's the hottest toy, whatever it is that you 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 know you're going to be excited to get at a great price. And then how do you get it safely and and in a way that maybe you can do it from the couch, right? You know, if, right. if people are staying at home during the, the, that period of time, we don't know what Thanksgiving dinner is going to look like this this year. Maybe it's going to be over Zoom and distributed, or maybe people will be you know, together in different situations. But if you can secure those hot items and then pull up outside our store and have us load them into your trunk, um, then that's probably an awesome way to engage. And then equally... Much, much more civilized too. <laughs> well, e- e- equally, you know, we've got the in-store events as, as well. So um, there's definitely lots to be excited about. And um, it get, it gets me excited to think about all the different solutions that I'm really confident we're going to be able to bring together. So that regardless of how you want to shop you know, this holiday season, you know, I'm confident we're going to have the best prices and the, and the best assortment and we're going to get it to you in the way that makes most sense for you as a customer. 
Yeah, it's almost like another rapid beta test. I mean, it, it, it was. I was going to ask this question before, but you, you kind of just answer it. It's like how with with omni-channel dead. And I mean that in a good way. Meaning people are just doing it instead of us talking about it. It's just seamless. Um, when people come to do pickup, uh, typically they pick up and they leave quick. It's like it's a great experience. But how do you actually change that behavior when things loosen up? To yeah, I know you came into pickup, but maybe getting them to come back in the store, doing both on the on the same journey. You thought that one through. Yeah, I mean, I think that the key is to just focus on what's the occasion you're solving for. And mm. so, you know, you made the great point, you know, there's various things we've, we've built out through the technology with pickup, you know, over the years. So live tracking. So at the moment we ask, you know, customers, if you check in on your way to the store, you actually give like a virtual heads up. And so maybe Dean, your pickup window was between, you know, you know, one and, and two o'clock, but if you leave the house at 1.15 and tell us you're on your way, we actually take that signal and our personal shopping team then say, hey, Dean's on his way, let's consolidate the order um, so that when you pull in, we're ready for you. As things have become more busy, um, you know, lots of cars sit outside those stores. And so then when you arrive, we have what we call curbside check-in. And so you'll pop up and say, hey, I'm in spot seven and I'm driving a white vehicle if we if we didn't know what sort of car you'd driven and then we'll remember that about you in the future. So that as you pull in, somebody's walking towards you with the thing that you ordered because the reason people use that solution is to save time. Right. So we don't want to mess with that. We want to make sure that you, you get to save the time. But equally, the shopping experience inside our stores is phenomenally exciting. You know, we've, we've released some recent kind of updates to how we're thinking about making that seamless design uh, that, that you referred to earlier as kind of omnichannel's table stakes. Um, so it's really about solve the problem you've gone, that the app's actually going to play a leading role in our physical shopping experience as well, whether it's about navigation, whether it's about scan and go, uh, Walmart pay, you know, all the things that help remove pieces of friction that traditionally slowed you down, um, regardless of the channel that you select. All right. Brilliant. Um, Tom, I really uh, want to thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. The um, Maybe just to close out, uh, let's just talk a little bit about retail trends. Uh, typically, we ask like for some personal advice, but I, I'm more excited about your, 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 your brain about what's coming up next. What are we going to see over the next couple of years in retail trends? That, that, you're excited, that you're excited about anyway i'm like well, I, I can speak I, i'm excited about lots of things Dean, but i'll try i want to try and narrow that down which is i think you know what this year has taught us is that the the convenience wins every time right and if you can save customers money you can do it in a way that is ultimately the most convenient way um you know the the customer rewards you with their business um and the business keeps getting to innovate for the customers as you know in return so i think we're going to see a rapid acceleration in you know an expectation of convenience and i think it's going to blur the lines you know i think it's not going to be good enough to just be really great in one section you know physical retail or really good at shipping products to home you know customers want to do both and they want to engage in in every channel that you're that you that you present to them and so now what's the innovation that's going to help you do that, right? And who gets there first and who can connect those dots the best? But I think convenience, I think it's going to be a, a huge lift in speed and convenience as a focus. Yeah, well said. You've been listening to Tom Ward, the Senior VP of Product at Walmart, and uh, we wish you a great uh, holiday season, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks very much, Dean. Cheers.